Ali Bob Howdy, and welcome to Ernest Goes to Podcast, the only podcast stupid enough to commit itself to reviewing every single piece of material ever released featuring that beloved American icon, Ernest P. Worrell, as portrayed by the frustratingly charming Jim Barney. This is episode 17, Win $10,000 slash Ad Redux. I'm the person who decided this was a good idea, Aaron, and this is my co-host David, who didn't stop me. Hi, listeners. Aaron appears agitated. I can't count them all. You've mentioned several times. I tried. Several. Very much so to count them all. And I have, look at this, look at this, look at Aaron's all of this. holding a paper. She's now gesturing wildly to a envelope that she's written something no, on the back. No, I have so six different papers scrawlings of with a highlighted, this video is an insanity person. test. Okay, well, while you uh, take some deep breaths, why don't I uh, guide, yes, why don't, guide us yeah. through sure. what exactly we're talking about today. So this is episode 17. Erin keeps finding additional material from the Ernest universe for us to review and watch and um, dissect, let's say. we gotta say. do it all, because we gotta do it all, because that's an adult decision that an adult made. If Ernest is in it, we will discuss it, is something that you have said aloud in yep. a room with I me before. It. So this, it, we come to win $10,000, a home video cassette from Know What I Mean Home Video. Aaron is no. jerking back and forth wildly. What is, what, Why? Yeah. What? So what this is, is it's the Ernest Greatest Hits Volume 2 compilation that has yep. someone at Carded and Cherry was like, why don't we turn it into the most infuriating How contest? Get a giant tax write-off. Or also that. So essentially what this is, is it's a video Maybe. cassette that you would purchase or rent from your local video store. If you're a moron. Uh, in the year 1987. And it was a contest. You would watch the video. Uh, as Ernest says, from fuzz to fuzz, which is relating to the uh, snow, the white noise that happens at the beginning and end of a VHS. All you have to do is watch this video from beginning to end, from fuzz to fuzz, and count the number of times you either hear or see the word Vern, plus the number of times you either hear or see the word know what I mean. Know what I mean? Erin has, um, there's like sort of steam shooting out of her ears and flames this, from the side of like her I face. Like I said, this video is like an insanity test where you go, how far can you get before you lose your mind and kill one of your family members? Uh, this is cruel. I'm going to I'm gonna sidestep the family member murder for one second. This is cruel. I will agree with you there. But as the, let's say, spearheader of the Ernest Goes to Podcast franchise. This is not my fault. No, I'm not. No, that's not where I'm going with this. What I'm saying is I never imagined that we would get to a piece of content that would be the thing that truly broke Aaron. Because there's been things in the past where we've sort of become uh, hysterical. You know, Skip Binkman kind of brought that out in us. But this is just sort of like. What will put Erin into some sort of uh, jacketed, padded room scenario, let's say? How can we ruin Ernest for Erin? How can we make her well, even more than that, say, when is this video going to end? You were like, well, we did it. We did all the Ernest films and releases. And then they were like, uh-uh-uh, there's one more. Check out my new video and win $10,000. Either way, Vern, you can count on having great fun. Know what I mean? Uh, so, so I in front. Counted. Let me describe this for the listeners too. In front of Aaron is a series of post-it note papers, uh, some of which has text that is highlighted, um, uh, others of which have a um, Ray in the Force Awakens esque level of tally marks. 
And this is her attempts to very long-handedly count the number of uh, Vern and Know What I Mean instances. And I will give you credit. You've been trying to do it in the way that a, a gentleman or lady in 1987 would have had to do it because yes. they didn't have anything other than their VHS player. We watched this on VHS because we, we had to. We did. It's the only way it's ever been released. Yep. And I tried. Look, I have this paper for Verne's and this paper for Know What I Means. And then I did it again last night with over two hours of my time that it could have been using on something, not this. And this is another paper that is Know What I Means. And this one is Verne's and they're different numbers. How? How many? Wait. So how many Verne's did you get? How many? Did you count Verne's? I did not you count Verne's. You didn't even Vern's. count Verne's. No. That's why he's not mad. <laughs> Because I counted Verns, and I got, the first time, I got 323 Verns. And then on my second count, I got 327, including plurals. Because I didn't even know if we were supposed to count plurals or possessives. So, I did say that this was the Ernest Volume 2 ad compilation, Mm -hmm. and it is. But what it's intercut with is original footage of Of Ernest. Ernest driving me nuts. He's explaining the contest. Yeah, he explains the contest. He dances over a legal disclaimer, which is very cute, until the, the thing goes on and you're like, this isn't cute anymore. Once he explains the sort of particulars of the contest, he then gets uh, intercut over the course of the compilation in a way that's akin to, let's say, uh, Bugs Bunny screwing with Daffy Duck in Duck Amuck, where yeah. he's just kind of like trying to poke you as an audience member. He just pops up and he's like, you're going to have to be quick on this one, okay? Vern, 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 yeah, like there, intentionally messing with the audience. I was trying so hard. I was counting so well. And then there's one interstitial where he's like snoring at a typewriter and then he just types a bunch of them out all at once. And you started laughing at me. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when funny things happen. No, it wasn't funny. It, <laughs> it, was, was, it was pretty funny. There's one thing where he's he's talking about Burns and know what I mean. And we were trying to rewind. We occasionally rewound just to get our heads around it. And then the tape tries to like mess with your head by rewinding itself. Okay, let's see, Vern. I've got this many Verns and this many know what I means. Or is it this many know what I means and this many Verns? Oh, well. Hit that rewind button again. How about it? You can up now. We are ready. Wait, what? It's not off me. It's in the end of the one. It's zero. It's in the end of the one. It's not off me. It's in the it rewinds itself, and then it happens again. And then Aaron asked me the question that any reasonable person would ask, which is, do backwards Verns and know what I mean count? Do they? And I'm going to say no. Do they? They do not. How do you know? How because do you know? it is not... See, the problem with this, which is that it can't be fair, ever, because there's no real answer. Here's, here's what I'm going to say. If I walk by a person who has a knife stuck in their uh, torso, and I pull it out, that is not me stabbing them. All right. Because it's a reverse stabbing. So I'm, that's what I'm going to say that know what I means and Vern's in reverse are not the same value. But what if they're plurals? What if Ernest says, I have this many know what I means and this many Vern's? No. Is Vern's no, no, a no, different no. word from Vern? No, absolutely not. Yeah, you say that. Because but does the, card, the, the lawyer guy whose job it is to make the answer. <laughs> so can we talk about. What, does he agree with that? Can we talk about the disclaimer yeah, for so a let's bit? Let's talk about the disclaimer. There is like a scrolling text box of legal ease at the beginning that talks about uh, who can enter this contest. It's cute. Ernest is tam dancing behind it, and I couldn't even enjoy it because I was trying to read all the, the verns and the know what it means in the disclaimer. He's tap dancing on grass. It's cute. Read faster. 
And, um, you know, this is maybe also a part where we can talk about this. It talks about the, the deadline for the contest. Oh, first. <laughs> the deadline for this contest was April 1st, if, 1988. If this whole thing is an April Fool's joke and somebody did this and then sent it in and they were like, haha, April Fool. Who is who is liable for the deaths after that? <laughs> they should be. Did anyone win this contest? Oh, I that's know. What we're really curious who, about that. Who won yes. this contest? And by the way, it says in the disclaimer that the name, city, and state of the prize winner will be sent on written request to anyone who sends in a self-addressed envelope to a certain address. So you can get the name and the city and the state of the winner if you want. Just just why? So they can murder that person? <laughs> like For a what? record of the ages, Aaron, is, is the answer to that question. You could be like, who? What, could you just please tell me the name and location of the winner, please? Yeah. And they'll be like, yes. So also what we should say, the because you have the VHS tape, obviously, and the cover of the box has a very hilarious specific label to home video rental place uh, yes. patrons, which says, contest no longer in effect. Mm. Did they get inundated after the fact, or was it like I'm some sure sort of? I'm sure they did. That seems there's always those people hilarious. There's yeah. always those people. And by the way, in the disclaimer, it says that Vernons don't count. Yes, there's a part that I always laugh at where Ernest just comes up in one of the new interstitials and says, holding a potted plant, says, "Hey, Fern," and then <laughs>, laughs at the camera. Aaron is fuming. You know, and then there's times where Ernest will be like, like when he gets his hand smashed, he'll be like, v, no, ver, like, and sometimes it's just a v and not a full ver. And then I'm too. like, is that, does that count? It does Am not. I losing I'm my mind? No. And then there's one part where he says, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, is yeah. that a know what I mean? It will make you a lean machine. You know what I mean? No, there's what, one part what, where he's very. Is it a you and then the word know what I mean? I'm saying no. You're saying no, but yeah. does the lawyer say no? <laughs> I want to know the Thanks, answer. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Who's, what is the answer? I'm never. I, I'm genuinely frazzled by this video. Well, you know what this reminds me of. Remember that time that I said very flippantly. They've never heard me this mad. Well, They've I'm never... getting. I'm getting to that. <laughs> Remember that time that I said very flippantly. No one has ever talked about Elvis in an uh, Ernest movie before, and then we could not stop seeing it. Yep. I feel like a, a similar thing happened where the makers of Ernest things time traveled after hearing our podcast, went back and was like, "Oh, Aaron loves all Ernest things." With the same sort of level of enthusiasm, what can we make that will finally destroy her? And I feel like they found the perfect thing where it's just like Ernest is they like. They gave me an impossible riddle. This is like Dr. Otto oh, level. Yeah. yeah, we mentioned like, that. Like evil. They mess with you. What and if that's while why... we were counting Verns, they danced like a little, know what I mean, visually in the background that we never noticed, like those gorillas playing basketball? <laughs> Hold on a second. Time out, sidebar. Gorillas playing basketball? No, no. There's a video on YouTube. It's like all these people playing basketball, and it tells you to watch the ball being passed back and forth, and then like a gorilla runs by in the background, and most people don't ever notice it because they're looking at the basketball. What huh. if they did that in the video at some point, and we were looking at some Verns, or he was saying Vern, and then like a Know What I Mean costume danced by? <sighs> well, this is why I was saying I need to like digitally review this video and make like a little on-screen counter that counts the number of Verns and Know What I Means. But how could you say that you know what I mean isn't know what I mean? Because <laughs> that's what it's... Well, can, can I also say... Don't give me a math thing and then there's no... Math is math. Math, there's always the same answer. There aren't, that's how math works. There or, are rules. Or science is repeatable results. But this is not that. This is this arbitrary is, this decision. This is judgment and subjective. And that is what makes me insane. 
Correct. Somebody well, decided what the answer case. was. They might decide plurals don't count. They might decide possessives don't count. Sure. sure. And then Ernest messing with you, going, here we go. Burn, 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 burn. Person- Can I just say, Dr. Otto, his riddle, he talks about it being a lie anyway. <laughs> and I wonder if that is applicable here. This is evil. It is. This is evil. Deliciously evil. Like, we're supposed to talk about the ads because we're like, oh, this is a great time to revisit the ads. Sure. But how am I supposed to stop being angry enough to to enjoyably talk about the ads when this happened to me? Sure. To be fair, you're saying you're saying this happened to you. You you bought this video. Let's be clear. <laughs> let's let's not overstate things too much. But even they knew that Ernest fans would. Oh, I know, I know. No, I understand that. But I'm just saying, like, you no one had a gun to your head. Rudd Hardtack did not take you to his tent with a ceiling fan and force you to watch this video. Erin <laughs> is Erin is rendered speechless. I don't know what's it, what. So how many know what I means did you count? Because you only counted know what I means. I gave you I the did. easy task. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. So I counted eighty four. There was the one that was Ernest very clearly enunciating, you know what I mean. And I'm saying that does not count as know what I mean. The first time I counted, I counted 82 know what I means. Yeah. I don't know if I counted that one. And then the second time, I did count that you know what I mean. And I counted 86, including plurals. So to answer your question, I don't know. So those are all three different numbers. Yeah. And then the Verns, the first time I counted, I counted 323. Then I did a really, 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 I tried really hard. Really? The second time to do exactly right. And I included plurals and I got 327 Verns. And I did not count Vernons. And I did not count V. I, I think I, that's correct. I, and in your defense, like you're getting within like a, a range of plus or minus like two. In my defense. Yeah. But does the lawyer No, but I'm just care? saying, like, it would be one thing if you watched it a couple of times and you got, like, 126 and answer? 525. What's the answer? <laughs> Who are I you asking? Wanna, if we, I want to know. How do we get the answer? Well, I mean, I want to try writing to that address and seeing if we could find the winner. It's either the Card and Cherry office or no longer in service. You'd have to ask them who the winner was. Yeah. How do we How do, we do it? A stamped self-addressed envelope? <sighs> a postcard? Okay. I'm sure it was in that block of legalese text. I bet there was no winner. I bet this was all a big joke. Do you think they were <laughs> laughing? Do you think oh, they absolutely. were like... <sighs> this is like such like a prank. And it feels like as <laughs> as infuriating as you have found it, it does feel consistent with like the earnest film universe humor. Yeah. Like it, it feels correct. I mean, not just films, ads too, but like the earnest brain trust humor. I mean, you thought that, that him typing rapidly, Verns, was hilarious. I did. I thought a lot of this was hilarious, largely due to your reactions. <laughs> I apologize. I want to come back apologize. and forgive Ernest. I know it's not Ernest's fault, but it sure. is. He even mocks you during the video. He says, you bought this just to win $10,000? Not even, Ernest. I bought this because I decided that we should talk about you and every single thing you were ever in. Yep. We don't even we get nothing. Well, there's your problem right nothing. there, Aaron. We get nothing out of this. <laughs> we get this episode. We get another chance to interact with our audience. Thanks, everyone. I don't know what else to say about this contest other than I guess if you know who won, if you know if this contest was real and not just like a dream that we had, let us know. I feel confident that someone listening has some bit of information that they can impart to us to help soothe the uh, soothe the, it, the abuse that you've is it, I been mean, subjected I, it, to. It's just my decision that I made as a woman. Yeah. And that's and sometimes this happens. Yeah. What can we say? So the earnest interstitials, you know, it's interesting because this is like 1987, right? I suppose. And I feel like at this point, like he's already gone to camp, right? 
Yep. And we're starting to get into the Disney era of Ernest, where Ernest becomes a little sweeter and a little less abrasive. But I feel like the Ernest that shows up in these interstitials is still, as that one news report put it, uh, Ernest the Jerk. You mean you bought this tape just to win $10,000? Fern, you've got lollipop wrote all over your face. Know what I mean? I feel like that's still kind of present here where he's just sort of that annoying neighbor, like intentionally messing with us as the home video audience Verns in this case. He's definitely being a pest. Yes. He's definitely enjoying a pain, but he's also counting with us. But sometimes he'll just, no, he's just throwing Verns at us. Right. Throwing Verns and know what I mean. Do you know how many times he says Vern? See, I feel like, and I feel like I had an advantage. I was like, oh, I know these ads very well. Like yeah. I can anticipate when he's about to say Vern and when he's about to say know what I mean. Maybe not so much Vern, but the know what I mean. I was like, sure. oh yeah, I got this. I know when he's going to do it. And then I can have my pen ready. Just You walked in like this? He's doing a face. Yeah, like the earnest face, like, uh, I'm about to blow you all away. And then I got hoisted on my own petard. As it were, yeah. I mean, I think one of the earnesty sort of maxims that we've discussed before is the the point is to do your best always. And I believe in this case that you've done your best, Aaron. Have I? Yes. Because, you know, we can go ad by ad. We can write down the name of each and every single ad. We could do that. That ties in with my video edit of this that we can do also. And guess what? A spreadsheet. What? Even if we do that. We'll never have the exact will, answer. No. Yeah. It's a dude. It's yep. just some dude. Yep. Deciding. It's Frank. Deciding your fate. Your fate is in the hands of some dude that you don't even know who may not even be able to count as well as you. Sure. Because he counted. And then he was like, whatever I got was, was what it is. And that's what happened. You call that justice? <laughs> I don't. Hold on a second. No one called that justice. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about now. Fine. It's not justice. Yeah. It's unjust. Well, I mean, as is often the case with earnest things too, earnest things are life. Life isn't always fair or just. Mm, so. That's what this video is. Life. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's what it, life feels like. It feels like watching this video and trying to count all the burns. Yeah. And they'll know what it means and they all fall out of your hands. And, and so they, maybe they it's splatter on the floor and they can never be restored. Maybe it's less of a contest and more of a lesson that you. it's not about counting how many burns or know what I mean. It's more just about the experience of sharing earnest ads with your friends and loved ones. And Yes, I would much rather watch the ads yeah. than count the burns. Like I use, I love Ernest ads so much. You don't wait, know how what? much I love Ernest ads. I watch <laughs> wait, these for fun. Wait, wait. I watch these wait, for fun all the time. Sorry, I think they know by now no, how much you, you love Ernest. I love Ernest ads, yeah. and this made me feel like when's this gonna be over? God, please have it end soon. Yeah, that's so. Raven. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Let's segue into just a revisitation, a re-entry into our fondness for Ad Ernest, the franchise. We came through. We're on the other side of the Ernest wormhole. And now we're looking back where we started. The ads. Yeah. Well, let's start with this. Um, we just watched Dr. Otto on our last full episode. Yeah. There are lots of, is it a call back? Is it a call forward? Is it a call adjacent? <laughs> um, references to Dr. Otto. Oh, yeah. Uh, and also Dr. Otto, you know, Aaron had the question of, is ad earnest Dr. Otto? Well, I made the claim that I believe, I posited the theory, and I think it's a good one, that ad earnest is Otto. As yeah. following from Dr. Otto and the Rid of the Gloombeam. At the end, he is an earnest, and I think it makes sense that that would be ad earnest. Sure. And then I feel like this was supported when we rewatched all these ads, and Ernest had these very Ottoy moments. Yes, that's accurate. There, did not he? he? He did, yes. There were moments of the Dr. Otto laugh being very apparent. Hey, Vern! 
there's a in couple of Elvira things. Elvira ad. Yes. Yeah. Where he's basically tinkering with like <laughs> he's building a Otto-esque contraptions. He's, beating, he's building yeah. an evil machine and he starts talking about Elvira. When I'm through, Vernon, I'll be able to zap TV24's Elvira. Mistress of the dark. Tinteress of the night. Right into my own living room. In person. In the flesh. <laughs> We have seen Ernest himself also build contraptions and machines, but I think the difference that you can state between a Ernest contraption and an auto contraption mm. is lighting. Uh, <laughs> auto contraptions are lit very evilly in yeah. like a underlit sort of dark shadowy kind of way. Yeah. Whereas an Ernest contraption is sort of more lighthearted or sort of homebrew made with love, but not necessarily the most fully functional machinery you could find. Yeah. But then there's Ernest maniacal moments like sure. i just realized like him smashing that crystal ball after the guy's head is in it yeah it's very evil kind of Can there's we... an evil tinge to it he's smart Vern, but not smart enough to escape from my crystal ball free free at last free 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 <laughs> the sidebar about the crystal ball for a second where do you think Cardin and Cherry bought all those crystal balls? I don't know. Crystal there, Ball Emporium. Sure, because there must have been at least a couple for if you know if he messed up a take or whatever. Yeah. And then they do that gag a whole a lot. lot. So they bought a they, lot. Of they really balls kept the crystal ball. The guys in business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Put the kids through college, all that kind of stuff. And then there's there's one where Ernest is talking about how much he loves Channel Four. Like he was wrong. He didn't like Channel Four, but now he does. Right. And he says, "Now I'm switching you to Channel Four, Vern, forever." And he takes out this hammer yes and he starts smashing Vern's remote control to bits and then he smashes a plate that has tacos on it <laughs> yes for no reason yeah just to smash it it's there so I'm like yeah maybe Ad Ernest is Otto and I don't mean that Ad Ernest is evil I think he's still good inherently good but there is a little tinge to him that is like a little bit of residual auto mania. Sure. Uh, I mean, I think there's also auto feelings and illusions in props that show up. Not only the contraptions, but um, that definitely not a button foam ball makes an appearance <laughs> in this. Yeah. Um, I believe we saw the, I don't remember if it was in Win $10,000 or we also rewatched some of the other ads, uh, ad compilations. That downward sloping graph that just goes to the bottom of the graph paper. Yeah, now we are very familiar with all these all the props Ernest that exist. Pro the props in the Ernest universe and the extended Ernest universe, like Otto. A graph that is just a zigzag going down. Yeah. Buttons made out of foam balls that are cut in half. Correct. We mentioned when we first discussed the ads, our love of the crafting and the choreography and uh, sure. all the, the behind the scenes behind kind the of scenes. action. And I found myself appreciating more of the very practical, practical effects. Oh, yeah. Like, you notice this. There's the ad where Ernest wants to play football with Vern, and then Vern's brother-in-law shows up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Vern, why don't you go get that big, bad brother-in-law of yours, and we'll play a little touch, you don't do? Huh? Huh? And then a huge shadow appears over Ernest, and Ernest looks up and it's like, oh, is that your brother-in-law, Vern? Yeah. And it's definitely just a cardboard cutout of a man with giant ears. <laughs> it totally is a cardboard cutout. They just moved forward and I never noticed until yeah. You could see it like on the top of Vern's car. Yeah, it has of giant it's ears. It's just a cutout of a man, like a cartoon cutout. Yeah. It's just the most basic effects. And you noticed in um one of the grappling hook ads. So <laughs> Ernest <laughs> Vern is on his roof. Are Ernest we talking about climbs the, thing the ladder. I think we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. And starts bugging 
Vern. Vern tries to kick the ladder away, and Ernest uses a grappling hook to hook back onto the roof. And you notice that when Ernest is swinging the grappling hook... Can I do it? Can yeah, I do it? go ahead. Uh, the sound effect that goes along that is very clearly just recorded on set of the grappling hook swinging is just a person going... <laughs> it totally is! <laughs> It's just, like, you know, (laughs) they had Fred Newman for a day. There's a person just making grappling hook sounds on the roof. Correct. Beautiful. Love it. And I don't know if we've ever talked about that anteater slash dog stuffed animal slash puppet. I always call it a puppet, but we don't know for sure that it's a puppet. It's definitely a plush toy. There is some kind of toy that appears frequently behind Ernest in the background and we can't tell exactly what it is because of how low res everything is but it's like a long snout it's like a sad anteater ballerina it's a ballerina for sure yeah because it has like it has like the the point it has shoes. ballet shoes yeah. it almost feels like an extra like <laughs> we I need don't... another person in the background you need some, get the puppet. someone get the puppet I, it's at Ernest's picnic when he has just brought a truckload of Sprite and a loaf of bread Sprite Vern and then that thing is sitting like in the background yeah well you noticed when he's on the roof with the ladder way in the distance is like two deck chairs yeah and in one of the deck chairs is just that puppet it's bizarre if anyone can tell us what this is and or if you bought it off of john cherry let us know i mean we watched more ads just to be able to cover ads even more fully we watched ads on youtube that were not on either compilation yep like there's one where ernest is doing the pizza gag hey Vern. Hurry up with that pizza pie, buddy. Micro TV 2 Sports is about to come on. In one of those ads, that thing the puppet, is yep. sitting in a chair and Ernest has set a plate up for it. Yes. It has a plate of food in front of it. <laughs> it Why? Of, it reminds me of like uh, Earl the Barber like feeding the birds. Like, come on, you got to eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost in a pizza parlor. It's not even really. Yeah, like... it's at a pizza parlor yeah. and Ernest has brought that pub with him and set it down and ordered food for it. You need someone to talk to. Jeez. Uh, but that's where we noticed that with his pizza, Ernest likes, you know, just a glass of milk to go along with he's it. Ernest. Because why not add some dairy to your dairy? <laughs> he loves. Ugh. Ernest loves dairy. Puke. Yeah. You know what I noticed? I mean, yep. again, we're kind of jumping around because we've discussed ad Ernest and the logic of the ads and how great they are. Or lack thereof. Extensively yep. in our first episode. But I will say that I noticed this, and I don't think we mentioned it, how much Ernest loves to rhyme. Oh, see, okay, this is a great thing to go into. Things that Ernest loves to do that we've never talked about before. I have some of those too. Oh, great, okay. Let's start it off with rhyming. That's because that's great. He does love doing that. There's that ad where he is... What He is in that contraption that is supposed to make you lose weight. What is it? It's like a 1950s weight loss belt that's motorized. Yes, yeah, this motorized belt that shakes. Kiwi's Playhouse has one. Ernest is standing in it, and he's eating cottage cheese. Yeah. And he says he's training for his bowling tournament, and he calls the cottage cheese endurance insurance. It's got your calcium. It's got your primo taste. We are talking endurance insurance. Know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a great rhyme. And then he says it's going to make him a lean, mean bowling machine. Know what I mean? And yep. I was like, oh, that's lovely. Like, yep. that's very poetic. And there's another thing where he um he's under a car. He's like trying to fix a car and he rolls out and he goes, you darn tootin' I got you pollution solution. Yeah. And I was like, I never noticed this, but he loves coming up with just very 
I mean, it's consistent. He likes with having his, fun with words. It's consistent with his wordplay and his yeah. pseudo Shakespearean. It's like a subset of flowery. That sort of rhyming fun is flowery, but not all of the flowery language from him is rhyming. Right. It yeah. falls into the flowery uh, wordplay category. category. Mm-hmm. He's so uh, linguistically speech... inclined in strange moments. Yeah, his his speech is just very uh, melodious. Something there's a there's yeah. like this fun lyrical quality to it. Like everything is sort of sing-songy and he also we should say does a rap in one of the ads <laughs> we never talked about Ernest's Cinemax rap was it that's true it is Cinemax yeah <laughs> HBO 2 Ernest rapping listen to it of course he ends with know what I mean pick up the phone and call today get all the rack connections now don't delay this cable vision is the one to see you'd have done it yesterday if you were me so put cable vision up on your screen call them today know what I mean because you got to. And I wondered if that counted it because of count. how enunciated yep, it was. Yep, it did count. Um, so you mentioned, bo- you mentioned so bowling. And I feel, bowling? I we feel never like, really mentioned... Yeah, you're right. I feel like Ernest loves bowling. There's an ad where he's cleaning his bowling trophies mm-hmm. in Vern's sink, because of course it's Vern's sink. Yeah. Um, I uh, had to wash my bowling trophy. Oh, there's a, there's a spot... <laughs> <laughs> There's a spot where, believe it or not, Ernest puts his hands on Vern's windowsill. No, oh, Ernest. Window slams on his hands. And as Vern and Mrs. Vern close the uh, shades, Ernest yells, apropos of nothing, my hand, Vern, my a bowling, bowling hand. hand. Yep. And it's like, okay, Ernest loves bowling. Yep. And um, then this one where he's he's in that weight loss belt yep, training yep. for his bowling tournament. We watched an ad where his finger is stuck in a bowling ball. Yeah. You know, it's just it's weird. I, I feel like it's one of those another one of those things where now that we have noticed it, we will never not notice it again. He does yeah. that bowling gag in Scared Stupid. Oh yeah. Where he hits Bumblebee Man with the bowling ball, definitely concusses him, and then pulls out a bowling trophy and is like, I would like to thank everyone for this, this beautiful, beautiful bowling, bowling trophy. trophy. You're right. Okay. Yeah. He likes bowling. Seems that way. I wonder if he's any good or if it's one of those things that he's just reportedly good at. I mean, he got a bowling trophy, but I wonder if it's like participatory. This is what trophy. I'm this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say he's good at bowling because his hands are so big. His hands are so big. That's not what I was going to say, but it's valid. No, I was going to say that just like with his costume contest and neighborhood bake-offs on the TV show, mm. he cannot accept a reward unless he truly earns it. You're right. So, so I, if he I has think a trophy, if he has trophies, he earned, he earned them. Okay, because he would—it's just not earnesty to be like I—I I, I could it also. It might be ad earnesty though. We got to admit that ad earnest is a little bit of a different that's, person. That's possible from Havernus Ernest Ernest and movie Ernest. That's fair. That's fair. He has a slightly more devious streak to him in sure. the ads. I He's think at points a little more of that Daffy Duck flavor. Yeah, that's fair. I do think, however, though, that just because Ernest won the bowling trophies, I also wouldn't be surprised if he initiated the bowling team tournament, and it yeah. was like a team of him and Vern. Yeah, or him versus Vern, or that puppet him versus yeah. that puppet. <laughs> well, that would explain the trophies. Yeah. There you go. Beat that puppet fair and square. I noticed more of Ernest's enthusiastic participation. Okay, in every like he's he has to go full on if he's participating in something, he's getting the full kit. Sure. When he is doing the uh, Ernest goes artist. Uh, oh, you, he's, uh, you mean when he's wearing a beret and singing <laughs> Alouette? Alouette. <laughs> oh, hi, Vern. Check it out, Vern. Ernest goes artist. 
because he knows how his movies are titled. And he <laughs> he's sculpting an, a bald eagle out of ice cream. And he's wearing a beret and singing Alouette yeah. because art. Yep. And then there's another ad where he's just finished watching the Andy Griffith show. And he comes in enthusiastically with the fishing pole. And he says, hey, Vern, I just finished watching the Andy Griffith show. Let's you and me play Mayberry. Oh, hi, Vern. You know, I just got through watching the Andy Griffith show on WDBJ7. And he's whistling the theme also. Yeah, he yeah. just gets into, and I see I identify with that. Oh, yeah? I am like that, and it's kind of sad. But like, right after I watch something, I'll be like, this is everything. And then I'll get super into it. Sure. I mean, For like maybe that day. Or in the case of this podcast, for two years. We should say that it's, you know, it's nice that we're talking yeah. about this in the fall. We've gone to the ads again, because mm-hmm. this is how it all started. You're right. This oh, is, I know. This is how it all started. And we maintain, you know, watching these ads, they're great. Yeah. And he's great. Yeah. And, you know, every time I go back to the ads, I'm like surprised again by just how engaging and charming he is. And like sometimes you forget because sometimes the plot of the movies or like other actors <laughs> kind of get in the way. And sure. th- there's something about just Jim Barney in front of the camera and no one else that is something special. And it works best when he's addressing you directly. Yeah. He's just trying to entertain you. He's just keeping you engaged. He just comes in and he does his little song and dance and he leaves. Sometimes literally. Sometimes literally. And speaking of which, another thing I noticed that Ernest loves that we, I can't believe we never talked about this before. Ernest loves to dance. He does. He does. He's tap dancing on grass. He's moving, 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 moving. Ah, moving, 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 moving. Ah, yeah, tap dancing around. He's doing that the hula bula. He's, He's practicing hula-bula. his yep. hula. Uh, the calypso dance. Yep. Yellow, yellow. Keep the light out on the vitamins in. But I just wrote Ernest as a tap dancer. He's he's and, so hat. There's one ad where he's so happy to be dancing. Oh, so before and after when he eats the ice cream. Oh yeah. Before ice cream, he is sad, and then he eats that purity ice cream. I think it's purity. I can't imagine it wouldn't be. But and he dances. You, you guys can't see it at home, but Aaron is doing some sort of let's say wax on, wax off shimmy. He's he's just having a great time, and there's no words. There's no words in that ad. Yeah. And it's great. Jim Barney's just dancing away. Yeah, but and I, have, I love that moving, moving stuff. Man. I have like five notes that are. Just just Ernest dancing, tap dancing on grass. Ernest loves to dance. It's just like another thing. That, that Ernest does love to dance. Yeah. I will say the type of dancer that Ernest seems to be is, let's say, just sort of uh, jaunty and all over the it's place. very showman It's like, uh, yeah. it's very vaudeville. vaudeville. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, it's, and that's appropriate. Sure. Well, moving on from there, I, I think as we brought up in our original ad episode, like mm. we'll never cover all the ads because no. there are hundreds and hundreds of Thousands. them. There will always be questions that we can't find the answers to or that we don't know the answers to. Yeah. And I feel like I had first. many questions about some of the things that happened in these ads. What? Perhaps first and foremost, there's an Ernest McDonald's ad. Okay. I had think. I wrote this down too. There's an ad where... It's called McErnest. It is. Ernest drives up to a drive through window. It's Vern's perspective out the drive through delivery space. Vern's working the drive through Yep. Ernest drives up. Hey, Vern. I'm glad to see you finally got a real job with a big corporation. Vern, I read your sign out front, and I'll have five billion to go and a Diet Coke. See, I'm trying to watch my weight. Know what I mean? And Vern, I like your little hat. <laughs> 
I mean, he's clearly mocking Vern. And McDonald's, which we should also say. That's what I mean. McDonald's, the name McDonald's is never stated in the video. Never. However, we do see the bag that Vern gives Ernest is very clearly to be a McDonald's McDonald's bag. bag. Yep. And then Ernest laughs mockingly and drives off. Now, we've never been able to figure this out. Yeah. Is this an ad for McDonald's or not? Because I cannot imagine that McDonald's watched this and was like, oh, yeah, that's a positive portrayal of our company. Yeah. We want people to see this. I don't know how McDonald's restaurants work <laughs> okay. um, in the sense of like, are they individually owned and operated franchises or are they all? You're right. That would be like a national campaign, you would think, right? Because McDonald's right. is like famous. The idea of having a McDonald's ad in a local market seems yeah. unusual. That does seem odd. This is the late 80s. This is the era of like gung-ho, either McDonaldland characters like Ronald and Co. Yeah. Or just like the sappiest white people commercials imaginable. <laughs> Um, so neither of these people are cute though. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) neither of these seem to fit into that mold. And then on top of that, you have the normal earnest question of how does this in any way, apart from memorability, promote the product in question? And I don't even know that this is that memorable because it never says McDonald's. I mean, I thought it was funny. It it is, but it works as a a gag. But what is, yeah, because of everything you just said, I feel like it can't possibly be an ad for McDonald's. Sure. So what the heck is it? Uh, I don't know. I wrote down this McDonald's ad? Question Question mark. mark. What is the goal? They never say McDonald's. I wrote, I never understood this ad. Are they shaming Vern? Well, yes. Yes, they are. Are they shaming McDonald's? McDonald's workers. They're definitely shaming McDonald's workers. They're just trying to do their jobs. I agree with that. Do you think it's possible that this is an ad paid for by like a McDonald's competitor? (gasps) Oh. In some market? Well, just in the same way that, like, we've seen a lot of Mellow Yellow ads over the past two hours. All slamming Mountain Dew. That they're all slamming Mountain Dew. Yeah. And Mountain Dew, they have the Mountain Dew can in there. Yeah, they do. I mean, those are more direct in that they say the name Mountain Dew and show the... Oh, they show the McDonald's logo. I don't know. It's so strange. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. (laughs) You said that in such, like, a clue mystery had just unfolded. (laughs) Like, we must get to the bottom of this lightning crack. I don't know. I I, I always took it as a McDonald's ad, but then I was like, no, that can't be a McDonald's ad. It is an ad about McDonald's. Yeah. Whether it is an ad for McDonald's, it is difficult to say. it can't be because they never say the word McDonald's, but they heavily imply that it is McDonald's. Right. They make an effort to indirectly reference McDonald's. Here's a question. Could it be possible that the let's say logo for your local burger king or your local wendy's after ernest drives off right fade up to the local that's what i was thinking and they just happened to not have that in this compilation that's what i was thinking yeah or maybe it was meant to be like some kind of donut and they were gonna stick something in the middle of it oh a donut by the way if you don't know is that it's kind of ad where like like it would be starting with ernest and then the company would say something unrelated it would cut to like some kind of company spiel and then it would cut back to ernest and then that would be the end of the commercials would be like a beginning and end the crystal ball gags are like that a lot the thing is there are no Ernest did do a lot of donut ads but they're not on any of our compilations because the compilations are of the full 30 second ads that is just um, straight Ernest pitching and no interstitial about the company I think I'll have a donut. <laughs> so so maybe it happened to be one of those but we didn't see it cut up or, I don't I don't know if you do let us know. Speaking of that ad, I think I'll have a donut. Yep. Okay, that is one of my favorite Ernest ads. I know ads, it is. And we've never is. talked about it. It's a convenient Food Mart ad. It's sort of festive because he's got a scarf on. Mm-hmm. It's cold. He's got his insulated convenient cup. He's got like a wool hat or like a beanie on top of his normal baseball cap. 
He's talking about convenient coffee and how it's so hot and rich and good. Well done. I've got to have my convenient coffee every morning. It's so hot and black and rich and good. That freshly brewed convenient coffee every morning gets me moving. I'm moving, 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 moving in my convenient cup. I love how much he loves his coffee. I love how how much he's enjoying his coffee. He's taking great pleasure. Yeah. To see someone take so much pleasure in something makes you feel pleased, you know? You know, this is, if I can just interject right here, I don't know if it was you or I or both who said this when we were watching, but Ad Ernest is kind of a worry-free Ernest. He has yeah. he has time to sit around and think about coffee and donuts. He has time to Well, he gets such simple pleasure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He, he goes he over which have... ice cream bar is his favorite. He has them all lined up on his table and is has the time to just like mull around like, oh, I wonder which one of he these has, it he is. He has the time to like study for a Mountain Dew taste test. <laughs> sure. Yeah. He doesn't have to worry about like winning the basketball game or um, the, evil lawyers taking over yeah, the camp. Mining the tycoon. Ground, yeah. Or uh, being shot. Or a troll eating children. <laughs> Correct. Like, he doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff in the ads. He's yeah, just yeah. enjoying life as Ernest. As in, he should. And in this convenient coffee mart ad, he's enjoying his coffee so much that he starts dancing. Like, going, ah, moving, 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 moving. And he's dancing, and he looks so happy. And he kind of does this little flare finish with a big open mouth smile. And then he just, on a dime, he just, like, switches into this totally different serious mood. And he goes, ah, moving, 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 moving. I think I'll have a donut. And that is what makes me love it. I don't think he's ever turned into Jim Barney so much during an ad. Interesting. It's almost Jim Barney-ish because he gets so serious and like so composed. I can see that. And Ernest is like never really composed. Sometimes he is. It's a lot more of a in-control physically Ernest than we're normally used to seeing. Yeah, that's the thing. He snaps out of that dance and he goes into this really reserved pose and then he walks off calmly. Well, even mid-dance, he's like, I'm moving, moving, moving. In my convenient cup. Yeah, he has such cup. control in that commercial. Right. And that's why I love it. It shows the range of it's Ernest a good one. in one ad. That brings us, uh, you know, he's festively decked out in a knit hat over his khaki Aww. hat. So we're going to talk about Christmas ads? We, we have to talk about Christmas Yay! ads because uh, it is almost Christmas here, uh, gentle listeners. And um, we're, we're excited. I was saying to Aaron, I would really love it if there was an ad compilation of Ernest ads that was nothing but Christmas ads because I would love to put that on as a, uh, let's say, Worrell Yule equivalent just in the background i mean we, i can make that for our own personal use i would love it listeners have to do that themselves yeah i don't want to get busted by the lawyer that counted the verns and, <laughs> but yeah i mean the christmas ads are some of my favorite actually to take it back for one second there is one christmas ad that i have questions about uh, right. and i'd it? like to start with that one if you'll indulge me oh wait is it the one where we don't know what the ad is for that's exactly okay. the one so this is a Christmas ad. It's a classic gag. Believe it or not, Jim Varney's head is in a box. And this one is is great. It great is, fun. It is very fun. It's hilarious and charming. What is this ad for? I don't know. <laughs> what happens in the ad is ostensibly Vern's hand pulls the lid off of a present. Uh-huh. Ernest's face is inside. inside. Yep. Uh, and he says... Jim Varney's face sticking out of a hole. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, hi, Vern. You know, Vern... We've got the tools, and we've got the talent, and we've got the road paved to the top, and we've got people all over the empire pitching for us to get there. But Vern, we've got to pitch in and do our part. It's that recurring poetic gag about, like, if I don't do my part and And you you don't don't pitch in your part, pitch in your part, right. We won't have a part part to to pitch pitch in. in. Yeah. 
And he says this about Christmas, sort of. Is that what? I, yeah, I don't know. Usually, it, it's about it like doesn't make any sense. Usually, it's about like the United Way, or I think maybe Boy Scouts one time. Yeah, usually it's about like donate to this cause because right. if I don't pitch in my part and you don't pitch in your part, we won't have to part to pitch in. Yeah. But Ernest in this Christmas ad just throws this at us. Seemingly apropos of nothing. Is it just general encouragement? Could it be another thing where there's like an end title card that was swapped in and out depending on the region and or, we just don't see it? Or it could have been during some kind of charity program where the whole thing oh. was a charity thing and then they popped that in so you know he's already talking about charity maybe. That's possible, sure. And that one is hilarious because after Vern closes the lid, he's he's singing like Jingle, jingle Bells. bells yeah. Happy holidays, Vern. Uh, jingle Bells. Jingle bells, jingle all the way. Hey, uh, oh, what fun it is to ride in a one count of one horse open sleigh. Hey, and then we wrote, Silent Tonight. The fact that he won't stop yeah. is wonderful. Putting Ernest uh, behind some sort of shielding object is never going to prevent him from monologuing or no. uh, talking at length. No, he's having fun. One of, the, one of the other Christmas ads I love is where he is playing all these gifts with like giant xylophone mallets. They're like foam balls on sticks. And yeah, he's playing all these different products like a xylophone. Yeah. It's really cute. And then he stands up like really straight at attention and he says, this beautiful holiday message has been brought to you. Like he's so... He's so earnest and in his it's delivery. Very sincere, yep. He's so sincere. The the spirit of Christmas is in his That's face. That's exactly it. Yeah. And he's just giving his whole heart to this. Vern, this beautiful holiday message has been brought to you by the friends at your first stop. We can, you can see the, the, the darkness melting on both of our faces Aww, right now. He just stands at such ra- attention, like, or Vern, this is important. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's it's did it, but it's important, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then he goes back to playing, like, uh, it's the demo. kind of dancing. It's the Casio demo of, yeah. of uh, We Wish You Merry Christmas. Dun, 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 dun. There you go. What's your favorite Christmas ad? Because I do have a favorite Christmas ad. I don't know if I would say this is my favorite Christmas ad, but it sticks with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is uh, Ernest coming down the chimney? This is my favorite. Upside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is uh, my favorite Christmas ad. I'll let you talk us through it it's then. It's just because Vern's house. There's a chimney. It's always Vern's Ernest, house. Ernest, uh, in the Christmas spirit as he is, comes down the chimney, is hanging upside down, and starts talking about dairy products. Sure. Open up. Merry Christmas, Vernon. It's me, Sandy's little helper. Look, I brought you something festive for the season. Some Robert's peppermint stick ice cream, an eggnog, and sour cream. And then, like, out of nowhere, he pulls down from the chimney. And keep in mind, he is upside down. All of the blood has rushed to Jim Varney's head. He looks a little bit terrifying. He's upside down, and he hands Vern a tray that is right side up that is full of dairy products. And it just it's such a smooth motion. It's so funny to see him hand someone a right side up tray while he's upside down. Yeah, all those objects have to be glued to that tray (laughs) because there's no way. And then Vern starts trying to light uh, the wood under. Ernest and Ernest goes ho 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 and he starts blowing out and going no 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 yeah the timing the gag the 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 stupid gag where he hands a tray to him from out of the chimney all of it 
that makes it my favorite. My favorite Christmas one for sure. Yeah, no, all I wrote down was just earnest Christmas ads. Oh, wait, there's another great one. What is it? It's just Ernest's earnestness gets me in this one. Like, he's such a happy kid on Christmas. Sure. It's the one where I think it's like uh, the ghost of Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one's a little creepy. Yes, but then it gets sweet, right? So it's like ghost Ernest tormenting Vern in bed like one of the ghosts of Christmas from Christmas Carol. uh, Doing his best Jacob Marley. Jacob Marley. Vernon, Vernon, I'm the ghost of Christmas past, and it has come to my attention that you have not installed a high-tech gas furnace. And then Vern wakes up, and Ernest is in his bedroom, for some reason, and in his face is going, Vern, wake up, Vern, it's Christmas morning, Vern. Hey, Vern, wake up, Vern, it's Christmas morning. Merry Christmas, Vern. Vern. (laughs) He says Vern about a dozen times. It's the way well, he's got a very like childlike. It's a very Christmas. like little kid yeah, like, on Christmas. Like it's time. Burn, burn, wake up! It's Christmas morning. Burn, burn. Yeah, that's what makes it so beautiful to me. How how uh, he's such an excitable little kid on Christmas. Oh yeah. Ernest and Christmas go together so well. Yes, indeed. Yeah, don't they? Yep. It's it's almost time to watch Ernest saves Christmas. It's a it's an Ernest time of the year. Of course, it's his favorite time of year because it goes with his pure heart. He doesn't tell many people that, but you're right. Ooh. My heart's being a little warmed now. Oh, good. I'm glad. You know, it's tough. I don't know if I have any more sort of overarching categories. I was wondering if you just wanted to sort of like rapid fire go through some favorite moments or questions or things that we were impressed by, that kind of stuff. I've got some kind of miscellaneous observations. All right, let's 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 hit up some miscellaneous stuff. Let's go back and forth. What do you got? I've never really mentioned this, but it actually, it's almost irritating to me how that step B joke <laughs> When Ernest is is holding holding up two fingers, fingers, never fails to make me laugh. It should get old, and it doesn't. There's a lot in the Ernest humor uh, handbook that I'm going to say dad humor is the word or the phrase you could use to describe it. Yeah, the dad jokes. Well, there was one dad joke that you get dad jokes more than I do. Oh, yes, unsurprisingly. There was a couple that you explained to me because they were so daddish (laughs) that I didn't get them. (laughs) Um, When we were watching the Win $10,000 video, there was a joke that I never got, and then you had to explain it to me. Is this the one I think it is? Is It's a draft uh, kebab. Yes, so Ernest (laughs) is presenting a – he's skewered a bunch of meat and vegetables and a beer on a uh, shish kebab skewer, Mm. and he says he calls it – Pacific draft kebab. Ah, Draft Kebab. And for your formal occasions, Vern, Draft Ker Robert. <laughs> uh, and Aaron never... turned to me and said, I don't understand this. <laughs> uh, and it, I had a flashback to uh, Lollipop wrote all over his face where I'm just like, okay, this is exactly the kind of dumb that is is right in my wheelhouse. And I didn't get that. Like, I didn't connect it to being like just the formal version of Bob. Right. Draft Ker Roberts. That, yeah. I, that never, never occurred to me. Now it's like, yeah, obvious, but it never clicked. And when you explained it, I was like, oh, that's so stupid. There's a lot with Draft Ker Roberts. <laughs> There's a lot with Ernest where he's just having stupid fun with words. Yeah. One of the things. I love him. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about this. What? Vern's kids. Oh, is this, well, he has it, them. Um, we actually see a child that in one of kid. these ads. Vern's which... kids also have to deal with Ernest breaking into their house. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and just, well, Uncle Ernest is here again. Vern's kids. There's an ice cream ad where he alludes to Vern's kids. Or maybe yeah, he says, oh, that... I see you brought the youngins oh, yeah. out for some ice cream. That's where he has like another weird bit with words where it's like, ain't they humongous? And they're big, too. And yeah. It's like, all right, Ernest. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got it. But there's one where Vern is like lifting weights. Yeah, he's and doing like uh, dumbbell see, curls. And you can clearly see one of his children in the background just like staring at Ernest yes. with like this worried expression. It almost feels like <laughs> they didn't know what to do with some crew member's child. They're like, oh, we'll just put him in the ad, whatever. Yeah. Or her. We couldn't tell. A long-haired youth. Uh, another joke that I like is... I'm just going to say one word to you, Vern. One word. Oxygen depletion automatic shutoff. <laughs> uh, uh, ridiculous. We did ask our listeners yes. what their favorite ads were. Oh, yeah. So we should probably check in on that. Absolutely. Okay. Who likes what? Phil Smith says, any ad where Ernest woke Vern up from his sleep and ended with, oh, Vern, I like the little bear. Oh, Vern, I like the little bear. <laughs> Because of the guffaw that Jim had as he leaves. <laughs> and Phil has apparently been able to recreate this guffaw. That's impressive. Isn't it? We mentioned before that Jim Varney was great at laughing on command and coming up with unique laughs for different characters. Yeah, there's one ad where he is talking to Vern about his new car. Oh, yeah. He's laughing because Vern got... Uh... Well, he starts by saying, hey, Vern, I see you got one of them foreign jobbies. What did <laughs> that, that set, set you, you back? back? And then there's just like a pause and he <laughs> goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, Vern, I see you got you one of these little foreign jobbies. What'd that set you back, huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what, yeah. what makes me laugh about that. Just the delivery or it's the fact delivery. that he has, it's he's saying literally nothing. Like he, he's not or, letting Vern talk. Or even more that he's just like making sounds and amusing himself while, as you're correct, not letting Vern talk. But then he like walks away laughing at Vern. He's laughing so hard that he like kind of walks into a tree and has yeah. to hug the tree. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great because like Ernest will show up in Vern's bed or shower. Literally or anywhere. Wherever, yeah. And then mock like a private thing, like an into thing that you wouldn't know you wouldn't know that Vern used a rubber duck in a shower you wouldn't know that Vern slept with a little blue bear sure you know or wore a little hat while he slept Ernest is mocking him for something that Ernest shouldn't even know about not cool but what are some of the other uh, ads that folks liked Josh Mindtree says his favorite gag is the window slamming on Ernest's fingers sure for the simplicity of it you can't beat the laughs yeah. It's true. It gets me every time. And again, you know, we didn't pick up on this until later, but we should point out again, it's not Vern actively slamming a window on Ernest's no, it hands. No, it just happens. Yeah. Yeah, it just happens. Again, I would imagine that Vern intentionally keeps his window well-oiled, Yeah, let's greased say. For, for Ernest. Um, because Ernest does get wise to it a number of times, and that's when the Acme window stop comes into play, because he he's a cartoon. He is a Chuck... Oh, actually, I was thinking about this recently, uh, just because this is now an episode full of sidebars. Um, I was watching a little interview uh, with Chuck Jones talking about his character animation work. And one thing that he talked about was the types of jokes that he would write and how yeah. that kind of developed over his career. And he brought up this idea or the the video brought up this idea of a joke structure where you're setting up an expectation and then you're subverting it. Mm-hmm. So expectation is Wiley Coyote will launch a boulder and hit the roadrunner. Subversion is the boulder launches instead of going like this at an angle, goes straight up and comes back down on the coyote. <laughs> yeah. The end. And I feel like that is how a lot of Ernest gags work. Also, I guess maybe the perfect example of that is the before lunch ad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The the puppy ads where expectation is dog has taken a dump in the back of Vern's truck. Subversion is, no, he's actually just had a puppy. Well, Al Kennedy said his favorite is Vern attempting to kill him by kicking down the ladder. <laughs> yeah, Vern's murder attempts, always Classic. good for a laugh. Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Vern is familiar with Ernest's, you know, immortality. 
Sure. Or his uh, unkillability. I mean, I think at this point, what I've accepted as my Vern headcanon is the suggestion put forth by our guest Tom in episode six, mm. which is just that Vern is just like this guy who's like, oh, he's here again. What, <laughs> oh, he's what's back. he doing? Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. That notion of just uh, Vern is just like almost like a puppy himself. Again, he would miss Ernest if he wasn't there. He wouldn't sure, know what to do sure. with his days. Oh, yeah. Who else we got? These were uh, solicited off the Facebook page or Twitter or yeah, Facebook page. Sent a fax. Self-addressed envelopes. Yeah. <laughs> Chris King says he loves the smooth taste of Lyman. Sure. Who doesn't? Stephanie Obenar says she always loved the ones where he burns himself on the grill. I wrote down another thing where I, this is all I wrote down. Uh, quote, boy, Vern, I sure love these cookouts on your gas grill. <laughs> Close quote. Uh, uh, like, because he had to. Because it's so specific. Of course, it's Vern's grill. Jesse Shade loves that. I didn't know it was loaded ad. So it's the one where Ernest just has a giant gun. This is a great one. Oh, it's an ad for. He's talking about Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. It's great because just the way it starts is so, like, disturbing. Like, it's like you hear, hey, Vern, and Vern looks up, and Ernest <laughs> is holding Ernest a giant gun. gun. And you're like, oh, no. This cannot go well. And so Aaron was like, is that just Jim Varney with a gun? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> and by the way, Jim Varney's guns was, in, in this, that he ad. He looks jacked in this right? shot. Like oh his my arm God. is just like completely flexing. Like was he just doing push-ups before the ad started? <laughs> he was pumping up He's before the gun. He's almost glistening. Sure. It's I mean, they are they are prominent. No, his arm his arms it's just the way he's like holding Whew. the arm. Yeah. Yeah, they look good in I I agree with you. That's why it's one of the best ads. <laughs> you know, we've never done like a best arm scene for the ads. Mm. Would you say it's this? Yeah. I mean, I know there's I also the one. the best arm. There's ad. also the one where he's like pointing up his own bicep. No, no, no. But that one's a little bit forced. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's this one. The gun show is in full effect. Literal. And there's an actual gun. That's amazing. And he's, he's holding this gun. And before that phrase was even a thing. <laughs> and it's great because Ernest says, he goes, look what I found in my daddy's closet. Also upsetting. And then he <laughs> because says. Because he's a secret agent. And then he says. You know, I bet you this is from the big one. You know, WW2. Boy, I bet them were some great times. I know, because I never miss Hogan's Heroes on WDBJ7. <laughs> like, World War II, Ernest? I don't know if we've ever talked about this on this show, but Hogan's Heroes is, in fact, a documentary. It was fun. Occasionally, <laughs> you pretended to be a Nazi, and yeah. everyone laughed at the end. And uh, they, they had a big, yeah, wacky. credits rolled, yeah. laugh track. That probably falls in line with Ernest's view of World War II. Sure. I feel like a lot of Ernest's knowledge of the world comes from television. That's fair. So that doesn't surprise me. I mean, I can't say I'm all that different. Sure. I also love that as soon as Vern looks up, if Ernest is not just holding the gun. He's also pointing it directly at Vern. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Then Ernest says, you know, I bet this is some kind of cigarette lighter. What? Yeah. He, yes. I don't know. I, I know he says that. It was a rhetorical what? You're like, I, at least this whole time, I thought he knew it was a gun. Yeah. Then he didn't. And then the gun goes off. It's like a machine. It's a huge machine gun. It is, gun. yeah. And it goes off. The physical work is hilarious. There's that weird, like, have a PA throw some talcum powder yeah. and uh, foam <laughs> pieces onto the set sort He's of thing. He's kind of just dancing around. Yeah. But it's great. Great arms. Great <laughs> sight gags. Great shock. Just sure. for the opener. And Ernest is pointing a giant gun directly at you. Yep. <laughs> it, is, it, is a, it is a different visual. I will say that. <laughs> Uh, in terms of what we're used He's to. so innocent. Yeah. Are there other... Oh, Chris King says, pancakes on parade. Yeah. 
And you know, love pancakes on parade. Between win ten thousand dollars and some of the other ads we watched on YouTube, we have seen one now where it fully goes through. Three pancakes land on the plate, and then one lands on the hat successfully, mm-hmm. which I'm delighted by because I think that. It's a nice button to the scene. Yeah, I love those it's not, pancakes. It's not required for a pancake parade, but it does <laughs> it does add to the proceedings in a satisfying way. What I like about way. pancakes on parade yes. is that it makes Ernest magic. Oh, yes. Because he is flipping up pancakes and they're going straight into the air and they only fall when he decides that it's time for them to fall. He has Correct. control over physics yep. and time and space in that ad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, get ready, Barn. You ready? Here it comes. You ready? Pancakes on parade. He's like an actual magician in that ad. Or like the universe like agrees with Ernest. Yes, Ernest, you are magic. Well, it's like there's no one around except Vern. Like this isn't going to affect his <laughs> he can, ego. He can, expl- he can reveal his true some of his, magical some self. Some of his impossible luck can take a little bit of a break. Yeah, I like that because it makes Ernest this like uh, this real cartoon. Like that knows that he has control over the elements in a cartoony sense. Sure. Sure. It's so, just hilarious to see them disappear and he flips them up and he's like, okay, ready? Then they're all going to fall down. It's a rare moment of Ernest being A, physically capable, mm-hmm. and two, having sort of a uh, sixth sense of like the world around him. Like, yeah. oh, like. I can do this. I'm I have a cartoon. This, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I have two things that can lead us into, and I'll let you decide which we should go to next. Fork in the road. One is uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about. Jim Varney and his performance in a bunch of these ads. Mm. Or alternatively, we can talk about Ernest's further magicalness, specifically how his thoughts continue to be a window into reality. Jim Varney. I figured. (laughs) I'm always going to go with Jim Varney. We've discussed that Ernest's thoughts are indeed windows into reality. So maybe this is the best thing to lead into that. There's an ad where Ernest says he comes out juggling (laughs) because Jim Varney can juggle. Yeah, of course uh, he can. And he says... Oh, hi, Vern. I bet you didn't know I could do this. You know, there's a lot of folks that can do things you don't think they can do. Yeah. It's an ad for the Special Olympics, which yeah, is it's a goes... nice sentiment there. But mm-hmm. it's also like, that's Ernest or Jim Varney. Or Jim Varney. <laughs> the, you know, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I wrote down about Jim Varney in particular is, and I don't know, I don't remember which specific ad this was in reference to, but I feel like it can apply to many. Mm. This is my note. I feel like Jim Varney has complete control over which of his teeth are visible when. I just, yes, I wrote the same thing. <laughs> I, how did I? I, uh, I wrote I the love our same pod- thing. I love our podcast. Yes, I think he does. Well, please, Aaron. Yes, go go further into detail. I don't know. I don't even remember why I wrote that. But yes, I felt I just got the sense that he knows yeah. like what exactly what his face looks like. I feel like he has a great map of what he's showing people. And I feel like I don't have that. Like I don't know what I'm showing people. Yeah. But there there is an ad where he has the earnest mask. You know I, that I was about to go into that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do it. Okay. Go for it, Aaron. He's talking about some car dealership. I don't know. He's saying it's if you uh, Tyson's bring, Toyota. He says he brings Ernest Mask in, you get a deal, right? Yep. It's this face. We've all seen it. It's that smiling, open mouth smile. It's the Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain cutout head. Yep. And Ernest is holding this up. And at the end of the ad, he's like, know what I mean? And then he... He smiles in a way that's supposed to be the, uh, yep. it's supposed to match the mask. And so he does this big grin. And then you can see Jim Barney realize that he's not making the exact right face. And he adjusts his expression. And then it is exactly the same. 
And it's like... Can I read my notes on this? Yeah, sure. Tyson's Toyota, where Jim Varney adjusts his face, thinking, quote, Oh, I made the wrong ridiculous expression. Close quote. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. He makes us a smile. He's like, oh, that's not the right one. Yeah. And then he's, he just, he does it and it's, it's like a perfect match and you're like, it is. he just, he's got so much control. He knows exactly what he's showing you. And I don't feel that I have, I don't have that. Oh, like, I don't I either. Don't, I, I do not have I feel that, like, like a visual map of what my Jim face Varney's is doing. Watching Jim Varney's performance makes me practice it more where I'm just like, oh, what does my face look like when I when I feel myself doing a certain expression? You know what I? Of course, he he must have practiced in the mirror. He definitely a said lot. he did. He yeah. definitely said he did in yeah. one of, in that interview on the set of Ernest Scared Stupid. He yeah. said he practiced. I in work front at of the it. Mirror. Yeah, I work at it. Yeah, yeah. He knows what his face is doing. He studied this absolutely. And that study it shows in that ad. You know what the two faces are also? Yeah, it's that darn photo shoot again. <laughs> one is the cover of the Ernest Goes to Camp audio cassette book. The other is the cover of the, the Book, Book of, of Knowledge. Knowledge yes. It's like this versus this. They can't see what you're doing, but it's, it's more like a squinty, toothy grin yeah. rather than a wide-eyed, open mouth grin. Yeah, there's... And again, it's and like And I like the, teeth... the squinty one is cute, too, but it's... Um, I like the squinty... It's not as innocent as the wide-eyed, open mouth one, which is what that mask is. You think the mask one is more innocent? Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. It's a little more clownish, I think. I agree with that. And the other one is more of a, a slightly more down-to-earth grin with his squinty eyes because it's more natural for your eyes to squint when you're smiling as opposed to be like open wide. That is more clownish. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I, th- I feel like I connect more to the Book of Knowledge one where <laughs> I'll describe it this way. It's the one where you see fewer teeth. Uh, yeah. Because he's just like. <laughs> That's what I mean. He knows how many teeth he's showing. It's almost, so more, showing it's almost more like a, an expression of like awe. Like, yeah. What? It's like, like awe. He's, he's it's like, like a wow expression yeah, as it's opposed like, to like I'm, a grin. I am just enamored with everything around me as we, opposed to like. We got to stop talking about I things know, people can't see. I know. Like, <laughs> we keep making the faces here, <laughs> listeners. Well, you know what? That's a good segue because I actually do want to talk more more about Jim Varney in the sense of the Do bloopers. It. Oh, yeah. Because there's bloopers that we haven't discussed. And the bloopers are kind of how we first got to know sort of what we know of Jim Varney. Sure, sure. Like, His process. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's one of the things that really made me impressed. And I think really drew me into the whole Ernest performance was the fact that I think the first thing that we watched together was actually a ad slash blooper compilation. I, th- I think it might have been Greatest Hits Volume 1. Yeah, so we saw the ads, but then we also see the bloopers where you can you're watching Jim Barney work through the ads you're watching his process you're watching yeah. that so I think us seeing both of those at the same time like mm-hmm. kind of rediscovering in your case or just discovering Ernest in my case discovering him as both the product itself and then the crafting of the product sure sure that is what I think really drew me into it the fact that I could see the actor working and there's oh, yeah. some like great bits of Jim Barney just like working through that performance my favorite one that we just watched and I'll, I'm going to say this about a lot of things is he's talking about pull the tab and twist the yeah that the was ring the one or that, whatever that was the one where you said I feel like he's a trained actor we were oh watching. is that true yeah then maybe I just re-experienced an ad from two years ago that I was connecting to initially yeah because uh, he's just he's sitting there and he's like he's talking himself through it and then he just like he sort of turns to no one and goes. Well, that's not impossible dialogue. Yeah, well, he's struggling. <laughs> he's struggling with it. You know, he can't get the line like "lift the tab and pop off the ring." Yeah, lift up the tab and pop off the ring. And you, he's... you would, to be fair, you would think you would pop the tab. No, you lift the tab and pop yeah. the ring. You pop and both things. Go he's, ahead. He's trying, and he keeps stumbling over that one line, and he yeah. just stop. He stops and he goes, "Lift up the tab and pop off the ring," and he says it with such like 
theatrical enunciation. Yeah. That that's where you realize like, oh, he's acting, acting. Like he's sure, he's sure. really concentrating. And then yeah, he goes and then he just to no one just goes, That's not impossible dialogue. Yeah. It's not it's incredible. Like, <laughs> Keeps everything sealed up safe until you lift up a tab and pop off the ring. That's not impossible dialogue. That's not something Maybe it's the challenge I'm missing. That's it. And then he uh, says something like, maybe it's the challenge I'm missing. Yes, yes. <laughs> right? It's such an actory thing to he's, say. He's so good, damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> he's so good. And then there's like, there's one where he's he's doing an earnest ad, and then like, I guess a plane flies overhead or something, and he says, do you detect aviation? Which I, I need to just start saying. Uh, or Or something that I want to start saying all the time is... He's doing one of those bits where Ernest is juggling. I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> and he accidentally shows his hand, like literally to the camera, he shows his hand at one point, and he goes, <laughs> I put my hand in the frame <laughs> like adult. Yeah. And but he I does wonder, like a... He does this big the, the open big dramatic gesture. gesture, yeah. Yeah, when he says like adult, and that, I want to say like adult every yeah. time I do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I, like that's the setup to I a joke my I'm not going to take. Like adults. <laughs> That's going to happen. Oh, I, we got to work that I into everyday it. conversation. Because who says that? Uh, incredible like people. Adult. Yeah. Uh, Having fun with words is definitely an earnesty thing. And I feel like it's also a Jim Varney thing. Like we've said this a million times. Yeah. And it's just, it's enjoyable. We have more visual on screen representation of Ernest than we do of Jim Varney. Yes. Like in terms of a record. So yeah. when w- what we do have when that comes across, it's very. I don't want to keep using the word satisfying, but it's it's very like, I don't know, just kind of nice. I mean, what we do have of just Jim Varney being Jim Varney is precious to me because of how limited that, it is. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. One thing that always got me about the bloopers of just Jim Varney working yeah. is it makes me laugh every single time. It's just when he gets upset, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, he goes, gosh. Gosh. <laughs> It's this, um... Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a distinct sound. It's like... Yeah. It can put an earnest blooper reel on in the background, and when that pops up, I will laugh, because he's so upset, and it's such a weird sound. It's funny, because it's not the sound I would expect from, <laughs> let's say, such a handsome fellow. <laughs> But I know exactly how he feels in that scenario. There's no mistaking that sound. Yeah. The line is, gosh. Oh, you know what blooper we didn't talk about that is great? Um, I bet you do know. Try me. The dart one? Oh, yeah. Right? Awesome. Now, I'm pretty sure we learned from some interview or other that we found recently that it's actually Coke Sam's throwing those darts. I could yeah. be wrong. I feel like I remember that too. Like yeah. there's something in me saying, yeah, it's Coke Sam's from something that I can't pinpoint. But yes, the ad where Vern is throwing darts at a dartboard, which is Ernest's face on it. Yeah. Ernest keeps popping in. Talking His actual about, human face, as human as you can expect from He keeps Ernest. jumping in front of the dartboard, saying something, and then darting out of the way. <laughs> no pun, pun intended. intended. Right as Vern is throwing the dart. So he keeps jumping out of the way. Vern tries to hit him. He's jumping out of the way. And... <laughs> The blooper is that I guess Jim Barty starts to dart out of the way and then decides he's not going to do that. The Coke Sam's just like anticipates that he's getting out of the way and he throws a dart and it just narrowly misses. Like Jim Barney like quickly kind of dodges it. There's like a little twitch. He yeah. dodges it, just manages to like quickly get his head out of the way right as the dart like whizzes past. Like, it would have taken out his eye. Sure. It's a very narrow miss. And the look on Jim Barney's face right after the dart misses him is like <laughs> the most 
dangerous for a second it looks like coke sam's almost awoke the sleeping dragon like there's like there is this like stare down things got real is how i would describe it yeah Yeah. for a second and then that goes away yeah and he kind of smiles like it's all good yeah but for a second he was take it easy there (laughs) dart thrower and the whole crew was like, ooh, you know, because it was so close. I mean, that's a dangerous stunt. Absolutely. To be fair and there's to a lot, the crew. There's a lot with the crew that now that we've made this entire journey with Ernest and the Ernest Brain Trust and all of the behind the scenes players, mm-hmm. I feel like we get a lot more out of seeing these kinds of behind the scenes videos. We recognized that the production designer who sets up the area where the picnic, uh, area. The picnic area where the fire ants come mm-hmm. is uh, an extra in the Vern's daughter gets married spots. In one of them yeah like the set designer is an extra it's funny in the blooper reel slash behind the scenes look that guy he is in the picnic set and there's just a little subtitle under him that says actual overpaid unskilled set set decorator or something like that which is hilarious and then the guy says i'm pretending to be the set decorator today (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious i I don't know if he's often been the uh the set decorator but whoever is doing the set decoration i have to give credit there's like some really good give them props uh Yep. Uh, There's some really good staging of just like the products. I think there's the one where Ernest is in the pool with the water skis and has the inner tube on. And there's just like all of the milk products are lined up really pleasingly along the side of the pool. And I'm like, someone took the time to do that. Yeah, along with a bunch of pool toys. Yeah. It's like a really nice array. Credit where credit is due. Yeah, props to the crew, especially on the ads, just because it seems so raw. You know, there's there's very little post, if any. You know, it's just all happening that way. One moment in we're camera, all we captured it. Yeah. yeah. One last thing I'll say about Jim Varney, and we never have talked about this before either. But Aaron, do you remember that ad where they just stuck Jim Varney inside a dryer? Well, because that's a thing. Yeah. They fit that whole adult man into a clothing dryer. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, there is no way in heck that they had a budget to build a dryer that would fit Jim Varney. They just found one. They're like, hey, Jim, get in. (laughs) And he was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And speaking of the dryer ads, I have made a lot of terrible jokes on this podcast. Sure have. I'm going to ignore that. One of the jokes that I've made in the past was about whether we didn't know whether Vern was a man or a woman. Because we've never seen him. Ah, uh, yeah. And what we've noticed now is that there are at least two or three ads where Ernest is talking to Vern, and the hand that comes on screen, we're fairly certain, is a woman's hand. It's a little bit feminine. There were a couple of ads where I noticed. It's like a very in... manicured hand and sort of Yeah, like... there's something soft about it. Yeah. I did get the sense a couple of times that like there might be some Lady Verns. And it could be something as simple as, oh, we didn't have any extra men to yeah. stand in. Uh it's fine. No one's going to notice. This yep. is on a 10-inch TV yeah, in yeah. 1987. Who cares? It's a hand. Vern we got can be it. a lady. Yeah. Um, Vern, Vern can be anything we want Vern to yeah. be, is what we've learned, I Even think. Even a 90-year-old man. Even a ball of light. You got anything else there? I mean, I also, I mean, bringing the crew into it again. Sure. There's the one outtake where Ernest, for whatever reason, I don't know why, he takes a cream pie and hits himself in the face. Yeah. And it's this nice splatter on Jim Varney's face. And then someone in the crew laughs. Yeah. And Jim Barney just does kind of does this sigh, like, <sighs> yeah, because like he just he deflates a bit. <laughs> he just smashed. It's one of those one take, and you need to get it, or you have to clean him off, dry him off, set it all up again. And I love this. This, this lady just ruined it. Yeah. And yeah, Jim Barney visibly deflates, and is like, who did that? Well, because he's Why? he's covered in pie yeah. to the extent that his hat was knocked off. So. <laughs> 
There's there's a bit I like where, you know, there's several instances of Jim Varney um, not making it all the way through various dialogue or line reads. Yeah. And there's one that I always chuckle to myself about where he flubs whatever he's doing. And somewhere in the distance, you can just hear. You blew it, Varney. That's great. That's great. So that it has <laughs> to be that someone has to off be in the background. Good old John Arturi the Third. I would imagine. Busted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gas burn though. The smart move. <laughs> you blew it, Varney. You know, I mean, speaking of Jim Varney working, we get this really nice behind-the-scenes glimpse when they're shooting a, a, one of those hospital gags. Oh, where Vern's in the hospital bed, in a cast with his leg up. Yeah, yeah. It's nice because you get to see Jim Varney just kind of hanging out, waiting for action and he's so focused and quiet and then he as soon as he has to pop into character he's very very lively yeah. and then as soon as it's cut he's like off yeah yeah and he's totally focused again and it's a very like clear distinction he's saving it i, I mean that i think is the clearest example you get of like how he is when he's working because it, it is a timing thing and it is he does have to be focused to like get exactly where he needs to be in the camera get the prop where it needs to be sure. get his arm where it needs to be in terms of burn well there's... work with everyone else that's adding sound effects and body parts there's two nice instances of that and they do it in two different approaches one is the one you're talking about where it's the hospital hospital where they sort of cut back and forth between the behind the scenes footage of the same ad and the ad perspective footage yeah the Vern cam it's nice to see like the sort of back and forth of like what's happening on set intercut with what's happening from the Vern cam yes uh, good old Jim A and then the other instance of that is the we talked about the pancakes on parade earlier yeah where they're showing the behind the scenes with the PA up on a shelf catching the I pancakes. I think it might be Coke Sam's. Oh, is it? Possibly. Oh, I just assumed it was some random assistant. But yeah, you might I'm be not right. sure. Listeners, if you know the answer. But what they have in that one is they play the full behind the scenes footage and they have like a little inset square yeah, of the ad footage. Yeah, of what the and Vern then, cam is seeing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's like pretty a, cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a nice, it gets to the same idea across, but like in a different way. And it's nice to have both those kind of looks. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's very cool to see. So I have two more things I want to bring up. What are they? One is there is an alien who looks exactly like Ernest. I wrote that. (laughs) That's just what I wrote. There's an alien that looks exactly like Ernest. I have the same thing written. Yes, it's a Brahms ice cream gag where an alien who looks exactly like Ernest has antenna and is kind of fading in and out in a weird dissolvy way. Yeah, it's a very video toaster effect. It's almost like a cone head. Attention people of Earth and Vernon. Important announcement from Brahms. The biggest scoop of ice cream ever placed on a cone comes from Brahms. People of Earth and Vern. Anyone who looks like Ernest has to invariably insult Vern in the same way. Well, I guess the setup of that joke is you think that it's Ernest just doing a bit. Yeah. And then the the subverted expectation is that the alien leaves and Ernest comes in and goes, who was that guy? Snappy dresser. So that's thing one. Of course there's an alien that looks exactly like Ernest. I mean. The other thing I want to talk about is we've never really discussed this, but there's a bit that Ernest does where he'll be talking about things like aliens, where he talks about life on this planet as we know it. He grabs his vest in like like a very regal way. Yeah. The listeners can't see what I'm doing, but it's like. Yeah, he's just grabbing hold of his vest proudly. He's almost like poised in like a Napoleon Bonaparte sort of painting way. He'll just give some. He sort strikes of like, that kind of regal, yeah. noble pose. And Aaron I, and I are both. We're doing this it. Pose. You can't you still see can't it. see. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but well, it's a very theatrical thing again. It is theatrical. It's I was Jim Barney ask... doing theater. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I have nothing else to say about he's, that. I was going to ask where you thought he come from. That makes that's total what sense. It is. <laughs> Moving right along. He's he's a beautiful man. <laughs> well, that's all I've got. I mean, the ads are still wonderful. They hold up. They really. As are ever. just great. Just if you're put looking, them on in the background. Absolutely. Just, 
Make you happy. You share them with your family this holiday season. Yeah. Um, they're they're wonderful. They're short form. You can cut in and out of them anytime. There's not like, you don't have to commit to a 90 minute film. That's right. And they're just super fun and magical and arty. Yeah, I, I they like are them. arty. The Ernest ads are still art. They still hold up. Uh, we're only more impressed. Yeah. I stand by everything we said in episode one. Yeah, we were, we're pretty perceptive, Aaron. Yes, we are. Dave. I like us. All right. And the punishment for our hubris was this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what's coming up next? We got a real treat for our listeners. Yes, we have an exciting thing happening, right? We are going to Kentucky. It sounds like the setup of a song. Moving right along, boogadoom, boogadoom. I don't believe that. Yeah, Ernest Goes to Podcast goes on the road. And why are we going to Kentucky again? For our next episode, we will be talking to the author of the book we keep mentioning, The Importance of Being Earnest, The Life of Actor Jim Barney. Ah, yes, that old chestnut. We'll be talking to Justin Lloyd, nephew of Jim Barney himself. Author of the biography, yeah. And we'll be doing a very special Jim Barney edition of Ernest Goes to Podcast. Yeah, I feel like this is one that the, the listeners have been waiting for, so it'll be good to uh, get our Varney thoughts out with a blood relative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he can tell us all the things we've gotten wrong. Or all the things we've gotten right. Well, hopefully he hasn't listened to too many episodes of this podcast. Uh, I shudder to think. <laughs> but we'll be coming back to you with no, Justin. We owe Justin a lot. Um, he's one of our earliest listeners and one of our feed, earliest feedback supporters. givers. Yes, yeah. that's where I'm going with this. Yeah, and we're going to owe him a lot after this, too. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Well, that's all we got from here at the, uh, the Win $10,000 headquarters. We talked about things, but we didn't necessarily come to any solid conclusions, but that's life, man. Sometimes there are no answers. Sometimes it's just a guy in Nashville who decides what the answer is. And decides that the offer is void in Utah for some reason. All right. What goes well, on in Utah? Not contests. I guess so. Until next time. Take care, listeners. Viva Lavarni. <laughs>